Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hashtag Me Too Hollywood Shocker, CBS Honcho. Les Moonves' sexual allegation in Ronan Barrow's new expose, Roseanne Barr on Hannity. She's sorry, no, she's not sorry, and hair advice for Valerie Jarrett. The curious case of Fox News' Kimberly Gelfoyles and the penis pics. All that and more on Meet the Hollywood Press for Sunday, June 29th, 2018. And now your host of Meet the Hollywood Press, Joseph Kapsch. Happy Sunday, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Meet the Hollywood Press. Welcome back, Alina Vision, Thank my co-host. You. Thank you. So glad to be back. We and got some good stuff today. What a way to come back. You know? I mean, anytime we can put penis pics in the <laughs> intro, I mean, we've got a winner show on our exactly. hands, right? Exactly. <laughs> so today joining us, we got a bigger table, as you can see on Meet the Hollywood Press. Um, I'm just kidding. No, we had some scheduling difficulty because we're transparent here on Meet the Hollywood Press. And I think the only person having a worse week or day than me was Les Moonves actually this week probably so suffice to say Itai you were the equivalence of three or two reporters with your knowledge so uh, without further ado I have Itai Hod returning to meet the Hollywood press he is the senior entertainment reporter at The Wrap also used to write for the Daily Beast you were once a uh, reporter and writer at TMZ CBS News on Logo that's many, how I where I first like ago. spotted you. Yeah. And anyway, Etai's been on a on a winning spree at the rap, breaking a lot of their Hollywood political crossover stories. What's one of the most recent? Well, during the Me Too, uh, the Me Too movement, we we broke the story. I broke the story about uh, David Copperfield being uh, accused of rape. Yes. Uh, and uh, Steven Seagal being accused of rape for the first time. Got it. Uh, yeah, we did some great stories there. Okay. Welcome back. Thank you. Welcome back. Thank you. Let's dive in. <laughs> yes. Whoa. Okay. So, for viewers, CBS head honcho Les Moonves, who is also married to the Talk and Big Brother host Julie Chen accused of um, sexual harassment and misconduct over the period of time from the 1980s to about the late um, aughts, the late the late aughts, the late 2000s, by about six women. It was exposed in a New Yorker uh, piece by Ronan Farrow, who viewers and listeners will know also broke the Harvey Weinstein, basically the, yeah. the pioneer here that really started the hashtag MeToo movement. Uh, I want to ask this story, CBS, basically, it's already swirling. Do you think he will survive this? I wanted to start with that very quickly. Isn't that the $64,000 yes. question right now in, in, in the entertainment world? You know, I spoke to a few uh, people on Friday when the story broke. I spoke to some uh, yeah. crisis managers 
and I spoke to a uh, an investment banker who deals with sort of mergers and acquisitions because, of yes. course, this is coming at a time when there is a whole fight between whether or not uh, CVS and Viacom will merge. Yes, uh, and will merge. So uh, uh, one of the things that they said to me was they they they're going to have a hard time. They have a hard time believing that he's going to be able to survive it. That even someone like. Uh, um, Les Moonves yes. uh, is going to have a hard time with this one. These, these were the allegations were were a very shocking. They were jaw dropping. When you read that piece, yeah, it was hard not to. It was all very documented. Um, there was some really really good reporting by Ronan Farrow. The interesting thing, uh, and actually, I want to quickly because Ronan Farrow, after the story, Alina, did you catch him? He did like a whole like it was all orchestrated because basically right. first the Hollywood Reporter Kim Masters broke that the story was coming. I love it that we're doing yes. stories now. We're doing stories, stories about stories. the story. Right. So, uh, and by the way, I would do it too if I was an editor. It's like, get that out. But basically, Friday, and I think now, because I was asking you too, the reason behind it, I think, was to have him fresh on all the Sunday shows because he basically had such a media press tour right. right after, like, bang, bang, bang. So I want to run a clip from today, this morning, on CS- CNN's uh, Reliable Sources with Brian Stelter. So let's just listen in really out. quickly. Reporting on Harvey Weinstein. And I think we should try to distinguish between the different stories you've been doing. When you write about Moonbez or Fager, you're not lumping them in with a predator like Weinstein, are you? Of, of course not. And I think anyone who reads these stories um, can see very readily that we're careful not to draw any speculative inferences here. This is about the concrete details of these fact patterns. And look, in the case of Leslie Moonves, um, this is not to draw comparisons to anyone else, but certainly these are uh, six women, and in several cases uh, they are talking about what they describe as serious sexual assault. Moonves says he made mistakes in the past, but he never used his power... Uh, misused his power to punish women if, if they rejected his advances. Do you have evidence to the contrary? Uh, certainly the, the women's stories suggest that these are encounters that went a lot farther than that comment allows for. I, I do think it's striking, though, uh, and, and perhaps reflective of the rapidly changing times that we're in, Brian, that um, Leslie Moonves uh, does uh, exhibit a, a fair amount of contrition in these responses. Uh, you know, and I have to say that in all of our interactions with CBS and with Moonves, which were extensive, we gave them a very broad window of comment on this and worked very closely with them. Uh, it, Mr. Moonves, personally, to me, was uh, you know very, very uh, gracious and seemed to take the claims very seriously. All right, come back in from that. Well, as gracious, of course, he's going to take them very <laughs> as seriously. As you can be when you're accused, you know, by six women of. Okay, Alina, I want to. I want to position this question to you okay. as a as a female in the industry. Do you think that it matters that he's saying that, hey, I kind of acted maybe like a slob a couple times to women, or I was inappropriate, but I didn't hinder their or harm their career? Does that make a difference to you as a woman if you, God forbid, experienced this kind of treatment? Yeah, no, I mean, it doesn't make a difference. What you did is what you did. And, yeah. you know, in this town and in this industry, yeah. it has been very pervasive in the past, and I think it's, I'm glad that it's finally being brought to light. Yeah. You know, you have to take responsibility for your actions, and if these were his actions, then saying, oh, well, I might have, you know, been a little sloppy or whatever, yeah. but I never retributed. Well, clearly these women felt that they were, you know, 
their careers were at stake. And that's a lot of the times why people don't come forward. Exactly. So, so now, I know you as a reporter and myself as an editor, we, in the circles of journalism, we knew this story was oh, yeah. coming. I had heard about mm-hmm. this months and months ago. Almost... Because they did say he was working on this a better part of a year. So basically, when Harvey Weinstein broke and people were trying to guess who was next, who was next, it was already Moonves, Moonves. From right. every practical, like, hooked-up journalist that I know in the industry, they, they knew this was coming. Mm-hmm. Plus, publicists at high, you know, ranking, uh, high-ranking officials at the media companies that I know. So my question with this is, knowing that it was coming, I think it's an interesting tact. What, Itai, what do you think about he's he's... He's taking a different um, approach to some of the accused in the past. And do you think that this could change the outcome? Because you're right. He was congenial. He was like, I think I might have screwed up, but I but I didn't I didn't hurt anyone's career. What do you think about that? Here's here's the the problem that you have with that, that a it could be perceived as speaking on both sides of your mouth. Right. Because on one side, if you didn't do it, then why are you apologizing? (laughs) Yeah, and on the other hand, yeah. if you're apologizing, then how could it be that you didn't cross any lines? Yeah, uh, I think this has happened before, and it fired back on people—people people who have said, "Oh, I may have done something, but it was nothing like what they talk about." Well, yes. clearly, from the reporting that uh, that Ronan Farrow has done, uh, one of the biggest examples is Ileana Douglas, who yes. uh, sort of rebuffs his advances, then yeah. gets fired immediately from her job. When they fire her from her job immediately after, yes. uh, she calls a lawyer. The lawyer then calls them and yeah. says to them, oh, uh, tell them, tell them, tell us Moonves uh, that, that she's willing to talk about that meeting that they had. Yes. And all of a sudden, not only has she offered the remainder of her, her the money that she was owed, owed, but also a role on a miniseries. But after that, she never got another role on CBS. So Lena, Lena Douglas, to, to just clue viewers in, was one of the the actresses that came Correct. forward in the story uh, for Ronan, who was employed at CBS, right? Correct? At the time? or Because we said she lost her job. Just refresh my memory. No, she, no. She had a yeah. deal with CBS, $300,000 yeah. uh, for, for like development deals yeah. uh, for shows. Um, she was a, she was a good, she was a, she was a, a working uh, uh, actress in, in the movies. She was a movie star. Exactly. She was well known. She was dating Martin Scorsese at the That's time. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But the interesting part, like the Mira Sorvino and Ashley Judd cases in the Harvey Weinstein, he says he doesn't hurt or hinder, right? That's like very much done in the industry in a whisper type of campaign that's very underhanded. She's a really talented actress, but did you really did she become a household name? Did she reach the threshold of no, she didn't? Right. And it's like just like Mira, we found out later on. Uh, you were always wondering, like, Mira where did Sorvino, she go? Yeah. yeah, where did she go? Like, Mighty Aphrodite came, right? And then Ashley Judd came, and you were like, where did they go? And then mm-hmm. we soon find out twenty years later, they Harvey Weinstein kiboshed their careers. Right. So Leslie could be maintaining that. And by the way, I'm not. Good. We don't know. None of us actually know. We're going to wait till the facts come to light of the investigation. That brings me to my next <laughs> thing. I will say props to CVS because what I read so far was that they are hiring an outside novel concept and proper concept here, an outside firm to conduct the investigation. However, um, I'm going to hold my props for a little bit and I'll tell you why. Yeah. Um, this investigation, like you said, yes. we've known about these allegations yes. or that they were mm-hmm. about to land or mm-hmm. drop for months. Yes. Months. 
why is CBS only now hiring um, uh, someone to investigate this? They could have investigated this months ago. Months why, ago. Why is this happening right now when they know that Ronan Farrow's piece is about to drop? Well, that's the interesting part. It's almost it like they're waiting for, like, journalists are now the judge and jury. Like, it's like, oh, but they didn't drop the story yet, so we can't go. We, and investigate. We can't go and yeah. investigate until, like, what, the, the story hits. That, me, that's odd to Let me, me put another uh, yeah. card on the table here. Yeah. I'm wondering what CBS is going to say about the fact that, you know, after there, there was another report that the Washington Post did yes. on, on Charlie Rose. Yeah. That report uh, met with a lot of resistance from CBS because the reporters were about to report, or at least it's what's been reported, that they were going to sit talk about Jeff Fager uh, yes. and his uh, sexual misconduct. And that... Uh, apparently, the Daily Beast came out with a story afterwards because Jeff Fager was not mentioned in that article yes. after that resistance. Exactly. And the Daily Beast then came out with another article saying that Jeff Fager and CBS had hired a PR firm known or a lawyer yeah. known to kill stories that had bragged about his ability, their ability to kill stories. Yeah. You should know that uh, uh, especially a, 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 a media company that has a news department like CBS News and yeah. Jeff Fager is part of that news department, mm -hmm. for them to try and kill another story from another outlet that is a bit. That's something that 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 has to be questioned. Well, right? it flies in the face of that. Okay, so to back to just back because you 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 we backed into that for a second. So for viewers, Jeff Fager, another big portion of the Ronan Farrow expose mm -hmm. is all about the overall culture at CBS and the culture within the ranks of uh, 60 Minutes staffers and how women were treated there and as, essentially describing it, I think one source is like a madman kind of culture at CBS. Jeff Fager runs... Uh, 60 Minutes. 60 Minutes. So they're on hiatus right now, so they're kind of like quiet right now, except mm -hmm. for the quotes that we read of Jeff Fager in the Leslie article. Stahl. Leslie Stahl has come out in... In, in that piece, in, in Ronan Farrow's yeah. piece, defending or at least saying that her interactions with him, she's never seen anything like it. She's yeah. going on her interaction. Okay, so Jeff Fager. Okay, so if there's if this is to be believed that Jeff Fager, because there's something just to to give more facts. There's something like uh, is it sixty or something like an overwhelming amount or nineteen employees. I'm, I, the numbers. Um, it was it, it was dozens of it current was dozens yeah. of current. Okay, current so it's, it's saying I think I saw the word number nineteen somewhere. So Got it was it. something like about nineteen. Are you talking about the people that Ronan Farrow yeah. spoke? No, yes, yeah. for Jeff Fager. So it was like nineteen different um, sources on this are corroborating. I guess Jeff Fager's response to it, which as an executive producer and journalist of a show. It would be exactly what, as a journalist, would say. How could you? He's basically claiming these are people with access to grind. Right. They're like disgruntled employees. Right. Now, any journalist, even if that was the case, shoot, you would keep investigating to get to the truth to 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 uncover if that is even the case. He's basically trying to say he's trying to discredit the story. So I find that smells fishy to me. Again, we don't know the facts yet. Right. They will come to light. We know the reporting that Ronan has before, which is pretty convincing. Um, and Not we, to mention, isn't there a quote there from someone? Because after the first story came out, the uh, <laughs> the first story from the Washington Post came out about the uh, sort of culture at CBS. Yeah. Um, that sort of exposed what was going on within 60 Minutes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> There was some, they, they trotted out a couple of people talking about how that's not true and the culture is so fantastic at CBS. And yes. someone in Ronan, I think it was Ronan's Farrow's piece, where they said it was so clear they were putting a gun to people's heads so they would say that. To so, say that. Yeah. And that was a big portion of the article saying that 
even the sources were still scared to almost up to pr- to press time that there was going to be punitive uh uh, you know, punitive uh, r- retribution from right. the, the the CBS honchos or the brass because they were still scared to speak out. Okay, so this brings me to my next. Les Moonves, who runs CBS, um, and by the way, we should mention CBS being the number one running network under his reign for years now. And um, Les Moonves is credited with doing that. So when yes. Les, Moonves, Les Moonves took over, they were still number three. Yep. They were the last of the networks. Now they're number one. They've been number one for for a big part of two decades. Yeah, I think NBC. I think just this last season, maybe in the demo or something. It, only in the in, in the, the eighteen demo to forty nine. Yeah. Yes, but okay. So Les Moonves is married to Julie Chen, who's the host of the talk. So that's the other leg of this story now that is coming to light. Now after all the second the second day stories about this is Julie Chen's future because Julie Chen. Elena, can you actually yes. read the actual statement? She came out in she defense did. of him. What did she actually she say? Made a t- she, uh, she had a tweet, and it says, I've known my husband, Leslie Moonves, since the late 1990s, and I've been married to him for almost 14 years. Leslie is a good man and a loving father, devoted husband, and inspiring corporate leader. He has always been kind, decent, and a moral human being. I fully support my husband and stand behind him and his statement. Okay, so now knowing that her viewership with the talk is predominantly female, and this movement in Hollywood is so... It's a lightning rod and it's sensitive. Do you think that Julie Chen is in trouble here with the fact that she's going on record so quickly, forcefully defending her? Uh, Etai first, and then I want to hear what you think, Alina. Well, really, it depends on, obviously, what happens to Les Moonves, whether yes. he is able to survive this. And and uh, if he doesn't, that's the question, what happens to Julie Chen? Because yeah. up until now, Julie Chen was untouchable. Yes. And not to mention, <laughs> there have been a couple of stories in the press about how, at one point, she told her co-host that her husband could get all of their you know what, get fired. Their asses <laughs> fired. We can say that on digital. We can. Okay, so... You're okay. so polite. <laughs> Thank God I'm not. And and Les Moonves had to come out in the statement and say anyone who knows Julie Chen knows she would never talk like that. Well, let, let me put it this way. Yeah. Whether she said it or not is not the issue. Uh, my point is the moment Les Moonves... Uh, if he is taken down yeah. because of this story, yeah. um, or even if he's a bit weakened from this story, uh, those stories, those 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 stories are going to come out about Julie Chen because up until now, people were too scared too to talk scared. about her. Yeah. Now they might not be. Um, not to mention, she couldn't get fired. I mean, I can tell you for a fact that when she was on uh, the morning show at CBS, yeah. The executive producers and the producer of the show had to work around her schedule to accommodate her. So if she didn't, she won't. She was in LA. Yeah. The story was uh, filming in New York, right? Yes. The, the Today Show is out of. We the... like this backstage. I know. I know. love yeah, this. Ahead, this Give dishy. us a tea. <laughs> so I can tell you that they had to sort. Of the, and viewers could see this at home. This isn't a big secret. It yeah. would be like the two anchors in New York, and then a split screen with Julie in LA. <laughs> It made absolutely no sense. It cost a lot of money out of the budget. Those shows have a limited yes. budget in the mornings. Um, there was a lot of grumblings at the time that that was costing, that was taking a lot of money out of the budget, but no one could say anything because she was married to Les Moonves. Also, arguably, there would be some people in the industry that would also credit Les Moonves with 
Julie Chen's rise to the next level. I mean, this is right. this is not foolish to well, there was... ha- people in the industry do say that. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. like Julie Chen's a, is a solid journalist and host, but so are a whole lot of other people that haven't had the sort of uh, she had done really that well. Gotten. I mean, she'd gotten to the point where she was anchoring the CBS uh, news, the local news at CBS. Then yeah. she went on to doing the network. Uh, doing the sort of the the reading of the news of the, the set, new, yeah the newsreader the like, anchor of the yeah, CBS yes. kind of thing, <laughs> <laughs> and then she went on to host it, and then she got Big Brother, and yeah, yes, of course she's prominent, and of course the questions have always been how much of that is her own talent versus the fact that she is married to the big boss. Well, not to digress, but I always felt that that big brother was like her, I want to be cool, Les. Like, make me cool with the younger crowd. Because it was like and such a left say, field when you're like, if right. you could pick anyone to host, like, big brother, it would not be like, Julie Chen's on my short list. Mm. And now we can actually say this with like, with like, like her credit, the journalist, you don't want, like, when you're covering the trades back when I was, and it's like, he's a powerful guy and you want to be able to um, have cooperation with stories uh, you know when you do need their publicist to call you back when you're working on stories like there's a, there's a level of that that goes through every part of the industry you know what I'm saying but I want to ask you then what do you think about the Julie defense I think it'll be interesting to see how it plays out um, I do think she was underneath her husband's kind of wing Yeah. and it'll be interesting I think um some of her co-hosts on the talk have actually been standing up for her. And we have a tweet yeah. from Sharon Osborne who said, you know, interesting timing. Seems like an attempt to discredit Leslie before a major court case, obviously dealing with, you know, Viacom. I hope people don't rush to judgment and let CBS conduct their investigation. Sending my love and support to my friends, Julie Chen and Leslie Moonbeds. So obviously I think she might have support from the people that she's working with yes. on set. Yes. That could help her out. I have a feeling. Can I say something about this whole, like, Osborne thing? Wait, I just want to, yes, in a second, but I want to give the the Sherry Redstone background here because we keep referencing it and just for viewers. So right now, as these allegations broke... There is a uh, bitter court battle for the um, the ownership of uh, CBS, correct? Or uh, I'm sorry, see, uh, basically Sherry Redstone and uh, Les Mouvez are in a court battle over like ownership rights right now. Well, they, they, there's there's two things. There's there's a merger, right? There's talking about there's yeah. talk about a merger. Uh, Sherry Redstone, who is who is obviously uh, Summer Redstone's uh, heir yes. and daughter, she is in control of. Of of the company, she wants of, of uh, she wants to merge Viacom with CBS. They used to be which the, it used to be, but they basically right. they to used go to be merged to it, yeah. and they were separated. And now she wants to merge them back. Of yes. course, Les Moonves was against it. Yeah. Uh, did not want the merger to go forward. There's been a battle between the two of them. Now that he's weakened, there are questions about what happens to this merger and whether yeah. that might give her the upper hand. And then also, people were were um, accusing that Sherry Redstone, some way, shape, or form, was helped fuel these uh, stories, which, right. by the way, she can't fuel something happening in the 80s. Now, I don't know. Well, here's the thing. Wasn't you could she lead friends, people in the right direction. Wasn't she friends with Lena Douglas? She was friends with one of the accusers, correct? Oh. I don't know that. I did not did hear I that one. I don't know. Wait, hold on. Let me make sure. But that's No, what... no, you could be very right. Like, this was... I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. When I was, like, reading it, I, I didn't... That could be very much in a, in a final I could story. have sworn. You guys get back to talking. I'll look that I up. I can okay, tell you, up. while you look that up, I can <laughs> okay. tell you that Ronan Farrow has absolutely denied that that is the case. Not only that... He's been he... asked about it, and he was asked about it on pretty much every show that they're saying, and he says... Absolutely that he had not. too much evidence and reporting, like to back up. That, he started that. the reporting even before before the 
this all started. That's what he says. And he also claims in the piece that all the women that he spoke to were had no interest or no sort of uh, stake in this whole merger thing. They were not interested in that merger. Yes. This had nothing to do. Right. People were thinking that the timing is interesting, obviously, because this this yeah. obviously weakens um, uh, Les Moonves. Uh, but it's interesting to see uh, what will happen with this. Okay, so and just in, to give, like, the beauty of the a Sunday show, even though it's um, hard to fill chairs sometimes, um, uh, some weeks, <laughs> um, CBS board is expected to take up Leslie uh, Moonves as early as tomorrow. So, in other words, they're moving fast on this. So, and because there's too much at stake. And so, wait, it's unclear whether the media company. I'm just reading Deadline's latest article right here because this is just broke. Sherry Red Stone will attend the meeting in person. The two have been locked in an acrimony over CBS to limit the Red Stone's family's grip. Okay, so. He's going to remain at the helm, till, you know, f- for now, for the foreseeable future, until this investigation is underway. Uh, I think that to wrap this up in a bow, to move on to our next um, story, I think there's three parts of this. It's Jeff Fager in 60 Minutes, what's going to come of that? Leslie Moonves, will he survive? And then it's like Julie Chen's future. That's all pretty much what's looming here, right? I can tell you that CBS is going to fight very hard because no one wants to give up you know, their, their golden goose. I mean, Is that your final thought? I For, think, as a story as it stands right now with the reporting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's all going to yeah. depend on how much pressure there is on the outside for CBS to, to, to act on this because the accusations are serious. I mean, could Leslie Moonves essentially be the one guy that finally, like, in the meet in this whole like year of Me Too, be the guy that like, wow, forgiveness has come made a comeback. Everybody, hashtag forgiveness has made a comeback. Ooh. No, I want to know because it's sort of like I think the way that he's handled the allegations has been unlike. To me, it's like if you were a man accused of this, right, and you did screw up, the best way to play it has been opposite of how all of these men play it. It's to deny and fight for their lives, but it's like, yes, I made a mistake. And you know what? We lived in different times, and I'm not saying that that's right or wrong. Um, didn't quite work for Morgan Sporlock. <laughs> no, it really didn't. <laughs> he tried to get ahead of that story, and boy, did that backfire. Alina, final thoughts? My final thoughts is, I just think it's weird that men have these locks on the doors, like buttons, because he's the second yeah. person. Yeah. And that's going to be a big issue, by the way. It's a is good that point. a thing? No, no. That's that's one of the most... I, I talked to a crisis manager about that? about that, and he said that is that is the most damning part of that Oh, story. you mean the button? The yes. button. But Some, the reason they say that they have those, because I've been... I worked at NBC, and I've I seen know. the buttons. Mm-hmm. It's because when the executive supposedly is too lazy to get up and close their door, or ask their assistant and close their door. When they go on a conference call, they can quickly go bing and close the door. Yes. Mm. What, we don't buy that? <laughs> no? <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm sure they do, but it just seems like, Let me put on. it this way. If you have one of those buttons, I would suggest getting, getting rid, of rid of it. Getting rid of it. Right exactly. Now. Yep. Get rid of it. I predict that I want to go out on a limb here and I may, I think Les Moonves is going to survive this. Somehow, so? some way, there's going to be like he'll go on an unpaid leave. He'll do something. He'll start a, a, a woman's fund of some sort to help victims. I think he will survive, but I think Jeff Fager is in for nothing but a big shit show coming up. Sixty minutes because that because that to me 
m more so than than less movements is offensive on every level because 60 minutes is like the kind of investigative journalist that's supposed to be uncovering and giving a platform to and these kind of stories and, and transparency and for to find out that an executive producer of a show like that is trying to bury a story that flies in the face of everything we do as journalists yeah. i predict jeff fager is not going to survive this you know, it's also going to depend on how many people come forward. I mean, usually after these stories, a lot of other More victims come, come forward the, and oh, say, me too, obviously. Come because, out of the closet. Yeah, and now that, now that that dam has broken, because a lot of people yeah. are afraid to come forward, especially when it's someone like Les Moonves. Yes. The moment Ronan Farrow opens that door, the question will be, are there, are there going to be other people who are going to cross that, cross that line? By the way, hats off to Ronan Farrell, by the way. Absolutely. Um, he, he was ahead of his time. Because remember when he had the MSNBC show before? Had he come out, like, broke the stories he broke, and then, like, launched the show now? He'd be, like, a success. People forget uh, his journey, right? The Ronan Farrow Ronan show. Ronan Farrow had a I show. I remember. I watched it. Ronan Farrow had a show, a very short-lived show yes. on NBC. And, 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 and to NBC's defense, I will say this, in her in their defense, it wasn't the best show. It could have been he was I don't think he was at the time at least ready for that kind of platform. No. But they also didn't really give him a lot of time to sort of get his sea legs. There was you don't remember this, you may not remember this, yeah. but there was a moment when that show got cancelled, obviously, and then yeah. he had another still another year on his contract. And so NBC gave him, you know, that special project to work exactly. on. Exactly. This Thing that ended up being the Me Too thing. Yes. And they sort of gave it to him because they wanted to sort of give him something to do, get him off their plate. Yes. And at one point, they there was a big article in the Daily Mail yeah. uh, showing Ronan Farrow sitting in the newsroom behind the anchor. Oh, okay. He had a corner office. Yeah. And that was NBC's way of humiliating him by putting him... In the newsroom and showing everyone that he's just now one of the one of oh, one of the troops. One of the troops. <laughs> yeah, and there was oh, a big wow. article about how he got kicked. Not only did he get his show canceled, but he also had to be humiliated by NBC. NBC obviously did not treat him. Didn't think they didn't think that he was. They thought he was well, obviously he biased. The they laugh. thought that he wasn't really serious about this. They didn't really take any of what he was doing seriously. And boy, did he show them. Well, I believe that Ronan Farrow's um, mission and all this, why he's so driven by these stories, I believe. Oh, he's a personal because, connection to yeah, it. Yeah, because his, sis, you know, his sister with the whole Woody Allen... Um, I, I feel that this is a personal cause to him. It's very near and dear. So and I gonna... think that was part of the reason why NBC was so uh, skeptical about it. Was... Ronan, keep, keep chipping away. <laughs> Don't ever stop. Till, till every last Me Too, uh, uh, Me Too um, abuser is exactly. caught. I yes. feel like I need a Ronan Farrow alert on my phone. Because yes, you know seriously. when he drops something, it's going to be fire. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. He has handled himself very well yeah. throughout this whole thing. He has not, uh, even in this interview that you saw with, with Brian Stelter, very careful about not you know, using any hyperbole, never yep. you know, going beyond what he actually knows as fact. So moving on, uh, moving on from alleged bad behavior in the industry to one of the most docile figures in media right now, Roseanne Barr. <laughs> Roseanne Barr thought, thought it was necessary to, to come and do another TV interview. And by the way, uh, viewers, I'm taking suggestions on what my standing Roseanne Barr segment should be. I'm thinking Roseanne's wreckage. <laughs> Roseanne, what could it be every week? Because literally, I, I, I'll keep talking yeah. about her every week. I love talking about Roseanne Barr. I have to say, with this interview in particular, which I kind of live Instagrammed on my stories, and not for the parts that most people were focusing on in media, but more like when she was telling Hannity that his part on his hair was too in the yeah. middle. 
I mean, there was a lot. There was a lot there. I get so much flack from, like, gay media people for, like, even giving Roseanne, like, uh, the benefit of the doubt. But I do see a woman that... I believe that she's mentally on top of... uh, It doesn't excuse all this behavior, but I don't know why there's something that I still have... When I watch this interview, I will say, again, there was the level of... She was the most clear and there was the most clarity that I've seen in all this rambling of tweets and all of this toxic situation in this interview, believe it or not. But then, after you're like, she does she does her typical Roseanne. You're starting to feel sympathy and then she drops a big bomb and she says, well, I tell Allery Jarrett to get a new hairstyle. <laughs> so it's like, let's run a clip really quickly that okay. has uh, that was ran on Fox News that gives you a little bit of highlights for the audience and, to just listen. Uh, everybody started saying I was a racist. But I have apologized and um, explained and uh, asked for forgiveness. I made a mistake and I've paid the price for it. I wish I had worded it better, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to let them tell me what I meant. I'm not a racist and the people who voted for Trump, they're not racist either and Trump isn't a racist, sorry. When things are going too far right, I'm gonna go a little left. And when things are going too far left, I'm gonna go a little right. I like the middle opinion that balances two extremes. Most people in America, I think, think like that. I'm sorry, I'm laughing at the no middle at the middle. Hard. I I, I'm laughing at the middle part. Because yeah, uh, Planet of the Apes and, and, and the Muslim Brotherhood was so sort of like, you know. But what she's saying but is she's not racist, she didn't no. think yeah. she believes that Rallery Jarrett was white. And yeah. she was talking about her penning the Iran deal and that really she just needs a new haircut. Wait, <laughs> wait, 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 let me go back to this. Let me go back to this. She thought I mean, that's like my takeaway. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry, but I lost everything, but I didn't lose everything. But you know what? I meant this. It was just No, like, no. The, the her problem is she yeah. needs she needs to decide what is her excuse and just stick to that. Yeah. There is um the ambient excuse. Then there was she didn't know she was uh, she was African American. Then it was um, <laughs> there were so many excuses. There's so there. many. Yeah, uh, I wasn't in a good mental state at the time. That was her latest one. <laughs> she also says she doesn't drink, but then told Hannity in the she next breath that I would love to take it up though. I love drinking, and it was like. There was a lot going on in there. So. There always is with her. There yeah. always is. She just needs... I mean, if she's going to apologize, when you're apologizing, you stated what you did Wait, wrong and you don't make excuses. Like, let's talk about this apology. The right. apology was, I'm sorry you thought I was racist. But that it was just my opinion. That is the most annoying yeah. apology yeah. ever. I'm sorry you think I'm I was rude thought. to you. It was actually... It was very reminiscent of, like, before... <laughs> like, before Hillary Clinton became, like, not so handled by handlers that she would say, I'm sorry that you were offended by my comments. It's like, not I'm sorry for making the comments, I'm sorry that if, you that were upset you were if, if you were offended. Yeah, so right. Roseanne's was more like, I'm sorry that you, if you were offended by your interpretation of my uh, comments. Meaning, mm-hmm. you're an idiot, you didn't get what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. That's really what you, that Talking is down. That infuriating. I just think, Oh, also um, you need a haircut. <laughs> I know this is becoming like my personal like I need probably some help like Roseanne because it's just I just wanted I love including this but I'm going to end the segment here just say we're, we're praying for you Roseanne we still are just like yeah. I said thoughts this. and we, prayers yeah yeah <laughs> We'll, we'll let you know what happens this week on next week's show come back <laughs> oh, yeah. okay and now moving on to our 
third story. I mean, any any story that allows me to associate Fox News and penis pics is Woo-hoo. like golden. <laughs> golden. I'm just gonna say it. Which on Fox News is a Tuesday. <laughs> So, for viewers and listeners, uh, Kimberly got, please pronounce her name. Gilfoyle. Gilfoyle. I keep wanting to say Kimberly Gargoyle. Kimberly, (laughs) let's just say Kimberly G. Miss Kimberly G from Fox News, um, who was let go uh, this past week, Mm -hmm. about a day or so after a story surfaced that she was let go because she allegedly showed, like, inappropriate penis pics to people at work at Fox News and then she um, was abusing like her makeup staff, her hair staff, other staffers like abusive behavior to them. We should note uh, Kimberly um, Guilfoyle why am I having such a problem with that? I want to say okay, Kimberly Guilfoyle is now dating Donald Trump Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, now we we really hope that the people that that wasn't Donald Trump. I mean, I God God forbid that that was him, and so those poor <laughs> souls that had to look at those. Um, but she's dating Don. She's dating Trump Juniors. All of the behavior that they're alleging about her aligns with the fact she Donald Trump couldn't be happier to have her as a sister-in-law because it's right in line, I think, with. Um, the behavior that we've witnessed from him and 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 employees and 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 White House staffers. However, she was also married, which I found shocking, to Gavin Newsom, who's yeah. like up for governor in California, who couldn't be more to the left, super liberal. So and that's interesting. Like yeah. for five years or something, but she is now fighting. She is alleging that all of these claims are false. However, the reporting said. This was like an actual excerpt from the separation agreement that we all know in the industry. Separation agreements. I've signed one or two myself, so I know I know they exist. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I she's uh, she, what's what's your thought? I mean, just like there's just so much here. What's your thoughts on all of this? Well, listen, the way it worked first was the news came out that she was parting ways with Fox News. And Fox News sent out a very terse statement uh, that they were parting ways with Kimberly Guilfoyle. This is one of their anchors for years and years and yeah. years and for years. For non-industry people in the know, uh, parting ways means you were let go. Like some, <laughs> yeah. You were let go, and it's the nice way of saying that you were let go. So they're letting you <laughs> kind of, which we should just stop it, because when you say parting ways, it's just like, you were fired, but they're letting you try to leave so gracefully. It's, 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 Didn't they just put out a one-line statement? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's just the only thing that. that was missing out of that statement was she was going to spend more time with her family. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just like they didn't, just like they didn't get fired. They just didn't renew their contract. Okay, yeah. they didn't get fired. They didn't renew their contract. And then after okay. that came out, Yashar Ali, who is a uh, uh, one, one of, of my favorite reporters, yeah. on, he's been uh, killing Twitter. it. Yes, <laughs> he came out with a story that it wasn't quite a parting of ways. It was more parting of ways from one side, meaning Fox News, yeah. and then. The investigation has been going on for quite some time over sexual misconduct that obviously included sharing pictures, talking about sex with coworkers, and then also treating some of her makeup artists uh, very badly. Let me tell you one thing. The last person you want to get in a fight with is your makeup artist right before you go on TV. Amen to that. Amen to that. (laughs) Just in general, because what we all know is the best secrets in Hollywood live amongst the makeup Makeup and and hair. hair. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's where... Not to mention... 
They're on your face. They're on your face. They too. can make you look messed really? up. Yeah, they can completely. Bags, everything. You know what? We do have a tweet from Yashar Ali, oh, okay. actually, that we could put up on here. And he said, exclusive, in the past year since I reported on Eric Bowling, I've talked to 21 sources about Kimberly Go. Go- Guilfoyle's conduct at Fox News. She was the subject of a human resources investigation after allegations of misconduct, which led to her exit. And what's interesting about that is uh, also she she hosts that show, The The Five. She was a co-host of The Five. It's basically like a mix. It's a mixed uh, gender view. It's the conser- view. It's, it's the view, but right, conservative right, voices yeah. right. and mixed gender. Okay? Yeah, it's actually a great concept. Without the facts, right. yes. <laughs> Zero. Very- Zero. Yeah. The facts are like <laughs> inconsequential. It's just opinion and prop, and you know they go. Okay, it's opinion. <laughs> now, if we're to go on uh, people's personas on TV, because when you are like a news personality, it's different than when you're like, oh, I'm an actor. I'm just acting. It's a character. But news personalities, we for we're supposed to take you at at your. At your work. She's not kind when she's even like on air. Like she's some of the most like hideous opinions and and awful criticism of people i've watched the show so it's hard like it's almost like she's already got like half of this working against her for because liberals they're not even gonna like they hear the word fox and it's just like she's guilty um which is not true you know necessarily but it's interesting because that's where i think your your on-screen persona could really work against you because it's hard to sort of when you're looking at the exterior of of everything that's going on here to, to root for her that she's not guilty here because you've kind of seen her be pretty nasty at times even like on air on air I can right. tell you from the, the the reporting that I've done and the sourcing the, 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 the yeah. sources that I've spoken to at Fox News all say that she was a very I'm gonna be very diplomatic here very difficult to work with yes <laughs> Although we always, again, goes back to, why do we always hear difficult to work with when it's female? Female. But we don't hear it from a male. From a male, yeah. Except if it was myself, I have, like, heard that before. Like, you're difficult. But it's just, it's, I don't know why it's not used more for males. Why is it such a female term? Alina, I want to ask you that. You know, I think it just, it's so engraved, I think, in society that, you know, women, maybe she's more assertive. Some people are, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm definitely not condoning her actions yeah. or whatever, but I think people take assertion and um, like knowing what somebody wants, that that could be difficult to work with. It always feels though like a woman who express, okay, so like if a woman is working in a, in a position and they want to give feedback to say their boss is like wants something done a certain mm-hmm. way and they say, that's great, but I really think it would be better if we did it this way. And they have opinions, and they, that's like, right. you're difficult to work right. with. Now, a man in that very position is giving their opinion. They say, you know what? He's really passionate exactly. about this project. Exactly. He's a, it's screwed up. It I is. see it, it needs happen. To change. It needs to change. Yeah. Like, I want to almost ban women. Why are these what, what, people what difficult to work exactly with? Period. Diff- Men yeah. or females? Men or right. females. You're making gazillions of dollars. <laughs> you sit and talk about stuff that crosses your wire on, on, yeah. on for, for about an hour, get your makeup done, you get invited to all these things, you, you're, you're a big celebrity. What is there to be life. so upset exactly. about? Can I? Can someone tell me that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, when you actually think about that from a human perspective, I don't know. But I think it's like a lot of people who go into careers for... You know, like on-screen careers, or and they're going—they're not going in it for the reason of like I'm a journalist and I really enjoy the thrill of the story, but they're rather going in it for fame. That I think is where to answer your question. Right. They were unhappy before they went into it, and they're seeking fame to try to like fill this empty void. 
and it doesn't fill it. They're still the same miserable person, but now they're just on air and have more uh, clout and notoriety. I am convinced that what you see on camera is what's there. People, it only amplifies it. My point being is if you see someone on camera and you think they're really nice and they're really cool... Uh, most likely, that's how they are in real in real life. You can't hide it, especially if you have a show. I agree with that. And as a person who's worked, we've had we're more mm-hmm. veterans. You're newer than we are, obviously, in the right. industry. But that is absolutely true. Like anyone yeah. who I have admired, that's been a broadcast journalist, um, like my EP being one, Maria being one of them. Mm-hmm. We were talking about Maria Menounos. You saw that personality come through in the reporting from, you know, long like years ages ago. ago yeah. years ago. Um, Okay, so I guess the last to just wrap up um, our conversations here, Itai, really quickly, Ivanka Trump <laughs> decided to shutter her fashion brand this oh, week. Yeah. It's like me saying I decided not to go to the royal wedding. <laughs> what's, the sta- what's the statement um, really quick? All right, so Ivanka's statement was, uh, when we first started this brand, no one could have predicted the success that we would achieve after... <laughs> 17 months in Washington. I do not know when or if I will ever return to the business, but I do know that my focus for the foreseeable future will be on the work that I'm doing here in Washington. So making this decision now is the only fair outcome for my team and partners. I am beyond grateful for the work of our incredible team who has inspired so many women each other and myself included. While we will not continue our mission together, I know that each of them will thrive in their next chapter. What work is she doing in Washington? Translation. <laughs> Translation. I want to run for president. Translation. Yeah. My clothes are not selling. They took a big nosedive because half the country doesn't like me anymore and half the country that does can't afford or doesn't need have anywhere to wear those what are those dresses called those uh, shift dresses shift like dress. I don't think yeah. a Trump <laughs> not to generalize I don't think a Trump supporter in the Midwest needs a shift dress for their job so I think it's like she doesn't have an audience because the women that used to like Ivanka Trump like that were more liberals they're not going to go buy her brand anymore. I saw yeah. a whole piece uh, I think it was I uh, can't remember who wrote it but it was recently <laughs> yesterday or today yeah. about how they decided to look into this uh, why why is it true that she just had other things to do. <laughs> the reporter said she she lived in San Francisco, where that's where those clothes would have a really good audience. Yes, mm-hmm. couldn't find them anywhere. <laughs> there was no. not one store that. Well, now they're going to be like sold for TJ like fire brand prices. They said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they remember they removed all the signs even when they were selling them. I at mean, some that would be a there story. There were no labels. There was no. Like, this is Ivanka Trump line, which is used to be like right. a yeah. No. It would be a good story to see where exactly those clothes end up. You I know? do know that there's a lot of um, um, unhappy workers overseas right now, though, that are <laughs> yes. losing jobs. Bangladesh. Not in America. Ethiopia. Overseas. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Alina, can you tell um, the audience where they can find Meet the Hollywood Press? Yes. You guys can find Meet the Hollywood Press on YouTube and AfterBuzz TV. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Meet the Hollywood Press. You know, give us those likes, those downloads, five stars. We love all of that. Itai, thank you for stopping in again today. Always a pleasure. Riveting conversation as always. I know. And, so fun. Um, we'll so to fun to have Thank you everybody for listening. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. 
To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.